Hey guys, it's Something's Burning, and it's Sober October. I say Obert. I say it's Sober October. You and said I'll, this is Something's Burning. What did I say? <laughs> this is Something's... Oh, motherfucker. Check out my other show, Something's Burning. This is Open Tabs. Fuck! This is Open Tabs. My brain's fried. I have had hardcore, I'd say two months of like nonstop pushing it. My blood pressure's good. My liver's good. Full blood panel, and it is Sober October. And this is why I say Obert, Sober Octobert, is ooh, sniffling my ear, Bert. Jesus Christ, you're like a guy in class behind me. Um, it's to separate ourselves from all the other uh, Sober Octobers. If we go back to the very origination of it, it was a friendly intervention. And, uh, and, uh, and that's how it started, is three friends caring for a fourth friend and making sure that he didn't die. And so we did it that way, and we... We looked up so if you I think if you go back to the podcast this is how I remember it I don't remember anything I've done so many of those fucking podcasts they all blend into one um, but uh, but yeah so that's how it started and then this year's different these are the rules if you ha- I'm sure you watch Joe's but I'll just recap them uh, no booze no drugs for all of the month uh, try to put in fifteen hot yogas I'm going to do that while I'm in LA and my two days are going to consist of running with a hot yoga at night. Hot yoga at night's really cool. It really sets you up for like a great night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're all wearing this MyZone fitness tracker. The MyZone fitness tracker measures your heart rate versus uh, your calories versus, not versus, just all this shit. And then it gives you this this uh, MEP. Let's go to my Instagram and just check out my MyZone. Yeah, I want to know what, what number is what. Because like, it has the numbers in each four corners of the picture. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. In my fucking earbud. Oh, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast sorry, is at screen record. I did. It's okay. Sorry. Joe Joe Rogan's special Strange Times is out right now, and it is fucking hilarious. He said he's like, he's like, we'll see if uh, how it goes. And I was like, what? And he was like, I don't know. I say a lot of shit in there. Like you could tell he was a little trep- trepidatious. I see why. I caught the first ten minutes of it before I had to come here. It's really good, dude. It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. He's at the top of his game. Every special gets better. That's all you want is your next special to be better than your first special. Um, my special is a streaming live one. It's called Secret Time. Isn't it interesting that we both have time in our name? In our name, no planning. No one. No one ever talks about their specials. Like to other comics, never na- tell them our names. At least we don't. Um, Bert Kreischer. Oh, we have a lot of updates on me. We can do updates on me for the whole fucking podcast. Oh, are you going to talk about yourself the whole time? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. If you this want. Is, this is open tabs. This is what I do. It's all the shit I Google. Chanel West Coast. Get ready. Buckle up, baby. I'm a fan of Chanel West Coast. I've always been a fan of Chanel West Coast. You like that cookie song of hers? I don't like any of her music. We're going to listen to some today. <laughs> we're we're going to no, know. More importantly, we're going to see her dress down Charlemagne. It's one of my favorite because I love. All right. Here is my MyZone tracker. Now, this is Burt Kreischer. That's my name. That's my avatar. My heart rate at the time I took this screen grab was 139. Uh, my 325 is my MEP. My MEP is a basically a rating of how high I was in above 80%. And so all the greens are below 80%. So that's like anywhere from like 50 to 70. And these are like target heart rates. Any reds, 80 to 90. Any, any yellows, 80 to 90. And once you hit 90, you go into the red. I think you want to stay out of the red, but Rogan pins it in the red the entire time. And so I guess I thought I should. So I can tell you right there is my uphill run. And this is my sprints I did on the run home. So I ran get, from 
You get more points when you you pass me up. Have your target heart rate above 80%. I don't, there's no Kleenex. I don't know why I asked you that. You get more points when your target heart rate's above 80%. And you get more tar- points when it's above 90%. And if you're like Rogan who goes at 99%, you should listen to the podcast. It's a great podcast. We break down how the awards are going to go, rewards are going to go, and we're all competing for a belt. The belt will be made by the time... And I plan on winning the belt. I really genuinely, I know that I know that this sounds crazy, but what I know about myself is I'm willing to run 240 miles to get that belt. I'm willing to prove a point with my body to get that belt. Barring any injury, and I'm definitely hoping Joe injures himself. <laughs> I'm hoping that there's some sort of rotator cuff tear because there's no way he's just a fucking beast well he's hoping you die so i think you wishing uh injury upon him isn't that bad and it's all for fun guys don't get fucking shitty Uh, if if you think that i'm really attacking joe and you don't know me then you don't know me and if you think joe's really attacking me then you actually know joe (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah this was my i was at 76 this was me right at starbucks at the end of my jog and I was walking home and I was like, oh, I should screen grab this. I don't know how Joe posted his, but uh, this fitness fucking tracker thing is fun. It really pushes you. I'm going to get on the rower today so that I can get to at least, I'd like to get to 500 M- MEPs for the day because I'm, and then work out for either that or, or go to sleep tonight and work out hard first thing in the morning, get on my plane, go on the Calta cruise. And then I got four days on a cruise where I don't have any work to do. All I'm going to do is fucking push it every day. Two days, three days. Do a yoga class, do a spin class. Maybe go lift some weights, play some basketball. Just be in that zone. So how I'm not drinking, so I have nothing other than to do but focus on my fitness. How much working out do you have to do to get to 500 MEPs? By the way, I said it, but I burned 1,500 calories. That is impossible. That's Im- I'll tell you why it's impossible. Well, I take maybe not. How long did you, was this just a jog? I burned 6,000 calories when I ran the triathlon, when, the, when I ran the marathon. Wow. So 6,000 divided by, can you do the math on that? No, I don't do math. Okay. But I won't read your comments because we will be reading comments from the state king at the end of this. Let's get into this. Uh, so yeah, Sober October, if you want to, by the way, we could have very easily called it Sober Jobert, Sober October. Jober October. Jober October. Jober October. There's a lot of things we could have called it, but we called it that. And I also call it Sober October. It's whatever. I, I Look, it's just the point is get together with your friends. And I know you're like, whoa, what am I hearing this? It's a day late. I drank on sun- Monday night. Then fine. Start now. Start now. Do the rest of the month. Do the rest of the night. Pin it. Fucking pin it. I love that Joe said that. I'm going to start using that. Pin it. Pin it. I'm going to put a finer point on it. Pin it. Um. So yeah, that's that. Oh my God. Did you see this fucking video this guy did? of me talking shit to myself drunk yeah i sent that to you yeah. oh yeah you sent it to me <laughs> yeah let's watch it here we drunk go bert meets sober bert when my therapist when this started he said do not do this challenge i think it's a really bad idea <laughs> but uh but like i i believe in that i've never felt better in my fucking life i don't want you to feel like shit if i can help that dude i enjoy getting up and going to starbucks and getting a coffee more than i ever enjoyed going to a bar by the way the really my favorite thing is just sleeping good Mic drop moment. Dear scientists who spent your whole life figuring this out, I just shot you down. So I built a time travel, me and Brian. Our time travel consists of a bottle of champagne, a lighter, and a joint, right? I talk out of my ass when I'm drunk. No, I'm 100% certain. The second you wake up till the second you pass out drinking. Okay, I will spend, I know what I'm doing tonight. Hey, do you want to get a cup of coffee? I'm fucking hammered right now. (laughs) 
I don't my even, therapist, when this started, he said, I don't do even not know, do this challenge. I think it's a really bad idea. If we're going to be honest, I don't even know when that drunk appearance was. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I don't remember any of that ever. I don't have any recollection of that. Shout out to Glenn Afonso for making that. Is that it? How do you say it? Glenn Afonso. Glenn Afonso, man. More of those you post, I'll always post them. You post them, I'll post them. I don't think I gave them credit. I should probably give them credit. Those those are hard to make, man. You got to really fucking awesome. Yeah, you got to go through so much footage and put all that together. Talent. Shout out to Kevin. Kevin Van Ekerin. Kevin Van Ekerin. Kevin Van Ekerin donated $3,000 seven days ago. Jesus. To the Evil Burt Fund. <laughs> if you don't know, my uh, friend, Ari Shafir, created a GoFundMe to say that he would... I'll just read you his GoFundMe intro. Now... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why my nose is running. It's probably all my impurities running into my face. Um, they Tom Segura said that I would. Uh, are these all inside stories of you and your friend? Can you get to some Chanel West Coast, please? I will try to. Um, Tom Segura said that if I ran them, he. I, I don't even get this. He said if I ran the marathon, I'd donate ten thousand dollars to Children's Hospital, and if I didn't. If I could finish it, I'd donate $10,000. And if I couldn't finish, I'd donate $20,000. Fucking ridiculous. And I'm not going to do it. I promise you that that'll never happen because I will not allow someone to tell me when I where my money goes. That is not going to happen. You're grown up. I know it's fun. I know you're giggling. Oh, come on, Bert. I don't care. I don't care. Go fuck yourself. That's never going to happen. It's never going to fucking happen. I'll, I'll enter a bet with anyone. I'll, I'll take some... Who's that? Is someone coming out Tyler. here? Come on out, I. And, uh, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. What's up, baby girl? Hey, get George out here. Let's watch the trailer to uh, to um, to uh, Runaways. Yeah, um, we're gonna watch the trailer to Runaways. That's our family show. It's fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it. I think on Hulu. And then the new season's coming out. We're all gonna watch the trailer. Anyway, back to my story. Um, Ari and, Ari thought it was hilarious that Tom wanted me to bet, donate ten thousand dollars. I was not donating ten thousand dollars. I'm telling you that right now, from beginning to end, that was not fucking happening. Uh, not only because I wasn't going to do it, but my wife was not going to let that fucking happen. She was so the mad. second she was so angry, <laughs> the second that that even became a subject, she shot it down in a way like say goodbye to your friends. They're not your friends. And I was like, hold on, you you're missing the comedy in this. I, it is funny. And she, <laughs> anyway, already started this GoFundMe. Uh, it's GoFundMe backslash evil Bert. Bert promised to give... I did not promise. I'm reading what Ari said. Bert promised to give the Children's Hospital $10,000 in LA, but it became clear to me that he has no intention of fulfilling that ple a pledge. A pledge I never made. A pledge I never made. He's more concerned with buying vodka and expensive cigars. This was where it actually hit kind of close to home where I was like, is that maybe a... Ooh, that is gross. I am. Buying vodka and expensive cigars with adding a pool to his backyard with putting additions onto his already palatial house. It was not palatial when Ari first came here. Anyone that's been here knows that. And it's not palatial now. He'd rather fight first class everywhere than help needy children who used... He used a disgusting plot to gain followers for his various social media pages. I did not. I never, ever vowed to do any of this shit ever, ever, ever. Had I vowed, I would have come through. I feel so bad about my former friend leaving those poor six kids in the lurch that I'm taking up a campaign to cover the debt he refuses to pay. I've added a little bit above the 10K to cover uh, GoFundMe's sort of ridiculous pricing policy. Ari, even when he starts something like this, he can't help but fight against the man. <laughs> 
They charge 7.9 plus a 30 cent per donation processing fee. With your help, we'll ease the burden that Bert forced on these impoverished children. They're not impoverished, I don't think. I don't know anything about Children's Hospital, to be done honest with you. Um, I've always given to St. Jude's. But that's a children's hospital. No, children's hospital is a specific th- thing. Mm. I don't think it just gives to all children's hospitals, does it? I think children's hospital is an actual hospital. Oh, you're like the children's hospital of whatever. Of Los like, Angeles. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was at $7,000 and meandering at $7,000, meandering. And then Kevin Van Eekerman, 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 donated $3,000. And now they're at $10,521. Kevin Van Eekerman. If that is your name, your real name, Kevin Van Eekerman, let's see. Kevin Van Eekerman, you get a shout out. If you heard it on this podcast and you covered it to ease my fucking ways, God bless you. This is a picture of Kevin. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, this is Kevin Van Eekerman's page. Come on in, George. Let's sit over my shoulders, and we're going to watch the trailer to Runaways. These are my daughters, Georgia and Isla. Hi. Here, put this in front of you. Hi, I'm, going, I'm going to... I draw myself. I'm going to... Can I pull this out for this? What? This out so they can hear it. Oh, sure. And then plug it back in. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. All right. Where is it, Georgia? Should I just type in Runaways? No, Oh, yeah. God dang it. Ooh. Prepare to take down their evil parents season two. Should we just go straight to... Should we take... Don't tell me. Well, I like that... I love... You're going to know in like 30 seconds. Susan, season two trailer. All right, girls. Hold on. Hold on. This is already starting off real quick. Hold on. Okay. Let's go full screen. Okay. So, real quick. What's the backstory? Georgia... How did you... You got into Runaways first. Come over, lean over my shoulder and talk in the mic. Yeah. Does everyone have a runny nose? No. Um, <coughs> who got you into Runaways? I did. I, not you. I did. It was dad, yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, no, you just bought it for me and you're like, read it, I found it. Oh, hold the fucking phone. Read it, I found it. I went to a comic book store and I said, I'm looking for something cool for my 10-year-old daughter. And he gave me Runaways and I brought him home and you liked him. And then we got into him collectively. Now Isla reads Runaways, right? I'm not finishing the first book. Okay, well, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler alert for you then. Yeah, this (laughs) is not... It was like the first chapter was a Satan. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, go wide, go wide, sorry. All right, so then we watched season one as a family, correct? Yes. And then just yesterday, season two trailer came out. So we are watching season two trailer right now. We're dropping this down so you can hear it. And we're listening. And we're all watching it together. You ready? Season two Runaways tra- trailer. Is that? It? Jonah. Okay, here we go. Who's Jonah? Isla, we're going to have to rewatch it. There are parents. How could they be such monsters? We're not them. We can fix the world that they broke. A warrior, my story glory bound. A warrior. Yeah. Guys! Oh my god. I found something. You know what that is? We all need to do better. Train harder. We are not superheroes, okay? We are good at this. Nothing's more important than learning about who and what you are. Oh, 
is how you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. That that right there is the area that they've been building on, correct? That's Jonah. Okay, that's okay. How could they be such monsters? We're not them. We can fix the world that they broke. A warrior, my story Yeah, 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 yeah. Where is right. that? So basically, in the first book, what happened is, uh, is what's her name? What's the girl's name that is really strong? Uh, Molly. The Mexican. Yeah, Molly. you didn't let me finish. I was saying the Mexican girl. That's not better, but um, she's really strong. She just ripped off a cage to a downstairs thing, and then where are they going in Georgia? So. Like, in the first book, what they originally did was this was Chase. He's also a main character. This was, an, it was a, it was like an old shoot shooting place for Batman. So, like, they shot Batman there. But Hold the fucking phones. Why don't we just do this? Why don't we watch it one more time? Okay. And then you walk me through. You okay, sit over okay. there at a microphone okay. and we'll talk about like this trailer. Very long explanation. Okay. Oh, yeah, right, Isla? <sighs> What did that just say? What did that just say? Hold on. No, you're not. You're not. No, you're not the light of the world, but you shine on me. We all need to do better. Train harder. We are not superheroes, okay? We aren't good at this. Oh, they're making out, Georgia. They're gay. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, but I didn't think. Are they both gay? No. She's bi and she's gay. She's straight up gay and she's bi. Yeah. By the way, if you are of LBGTQ uh, on leaning and you think I'm doing a horrible parenting job with my daughters, we're not shunning anyone. We just are following plot lines. And if you're like, oh, there's no such thing as bi, there's no such thing as gay, it's all just a Q or whatever, I'm fine. Let go. Okay. They're making up. Thanks for sharing. is how you do it. Who was that, Georgia? No, that he just killed. Oh, Georgia, is that the vampire? No. Oh, it was a stunt. When has there ever been a vampire in the silo? There's going to be uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Or there is, might be one. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah there's, it's okay. It was a really good show. Did you see it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. The Runaways? Yeah. Did you you watched it? it? Yeah, it was really good. Are you shitting me? No. Why didn't we ever talk about this? I don't know. I didn't think that you would watch The Runaways. Oh, we are hardcore Runaway fans. That's awesome. Yeah. So wait, if we get Runaway, some of the Runaway actors on the podcast, would you guys want to interview yes. them? Yes. Really? Yeah. All right, who do you want first? Me. Come on, uh, Gert. I don't the dinosaur. The dinosaur. The dinosaur is not real. <laughs> Isla said she's going as the dinosaur for Halloween. You are? No. Yeah, we're going to get you one of those big... Oh, for Comic-Con. Isla wants to go to Comic-Con. All right. we Okay, you guys need to go inside. Is Zay here yet? No. All right, I'm going to be done in 20 minutes, and then we're going to make dinner, okay? Okay, we have to watch the show. What what are we going to watch? My Hero Academia thing. Okay, My Hero Academia. We'll watch that, okay? 
it's fun having a show with your kids that you like. It's really fun to get together as a family and watch something. So that's the Runaways. We're super excited. If you are the publicist to the Runaways and you want uh, your people on here, just uh, hit me up. I definitely put any of the Runaway kids on here. Talk Runaways. Talk about. I'll talk to the boy who turns out he's. I think he's Australian. All right, let's get out of this. Runaways. Um, uh, shout out to Kevin Van Ackerman. Ackerman. Um, and my Shamanai Shanalan sounds like Greg Geraldo. Let's real quick see that, okay? Here is... Did we do that last week? I think we no. did that. We did not. Um, Greg Geraldo. Watch Greg Geraldo talk. Are you sure we didn't do this last week? Yeah. Watch Greg Geraldo talk. Oh, fuck. Fuck this. This is what happened last week. I couldn't find the fucking clip of Greg Geraldo talking. D.L. Hughley is covered in tattoos. Really? D.L. Hughley is covered in tattoos. Did you know that? Huh. Yeah, he is covered in tattoos. Look at this. Look at D.L. Hughley. He's covered in tattoos. Let me change the way I say that. So what do you have coming up next? Um, well, I'm on uh, you know, my radio show. It's 3 to 7. Uh, it's the, you know, the D.L. Hughley show. By the way, this is old D.L. Hughley. He, i got to be honest with you. Uh, I have, a, I have, I have a, my, pla- my uh, podcast called The Hughley Truth. Uh, we do that every Wednesday. Um, I'm touring with uh, Comedy Get Down with George Lopez, uh, Seth the Entertainer, and uh, uh, Eddie Griffith, Charlie Murphy. We just lost him. And uh, right, you would- can I tell you, DL Hughley looks like a lot skinnier these days. Let's go to like a current DL Hughley. He was never like a big guy though. Yeah, you just see him. He was he's pretty oh, really? pretty buff. He looked oh buff. Yeah, like he's a buff dude. Let's see if I can find a. Let's see if I can see a video of Duel Deal, current. This is July two thousand eighteen, August two thousand six. Let's see. Here we go. Deal Hughley. He looks good. He lost a bunch of weight. Here's two thousand eighteen. You talked about before how you had a baby outside of your marriage. He's got more tattoos. He's got more tattoos. His hat game is fucking on point. He looks a lot skinnier. And the boyfriend of the mother ended up killing the child? Sure. Shook it or... What? What? (laughs) Dude, Vlad TV fucking does some of the best interviews. Let's start this over. Shut the fuck up. Dude, DL, I'll definitely have you on my podcast. I would love to have you on my podcast. You talked about before how you had a baby outside of your marriage. Sure. And the boyfriend of the mother ended up killing the child? Sure. Shook it or... How how old was this child? Nine months. Nine months old. Wow. So were you... Were you... Had a relationship with the child and you were... I was a scared kid. I was trying to keep it under wraps. I was hustling to pay... Oh, so, so this was, was early on. Yeah, it was very, yeah, early Okay. On. And I was hustling to pay child support, and uh, I remember she had come to me and said, if you don't uh, put me on your life insurance, I'm going to tell your your wife what happened. Okay. And um, I decided that I would have one great weekend with my family, and then that, that Sunday I would tell them what happened um, because I wasn't going to um, make that leap and put them on my life support, uh, my, my, li- my life insurance and 
mm-hmm. until I got um, confirmation, until I'd gone to, you know, take the DNA test and all yeah. that. And so it... He's, he's got noticeably more tattoos than when it, well, the last video. That's what you're focusing on right now? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want to know the end of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by his tattoos. So what do you have coming up next? Um, well, I'm on, uh, you know, my radio show is 3 to 7. Uh, it's the, you know, the D.L. Hughley show. We're in 60 markets, so we do that every day. All right. He looks noticeable. I got to say this. I got to say this. He looks noticeably bigger, like yoked in this video. Like yoked. Almost fuller. A little, probably a little heavier. It looks like he lost weight. But a lot more tattoos. Here's a picture of of, of Emily Shyamalan talking. He, saw, he looks like his top lip looks like Greg Giraldo's top lip. You know, a lot of tears and like everybody's getting presents. <laughs> and so we, then we got a Christmas tree. No, they didn't. They really didn't know what was going on in there. And they were, you know, they're both doctors and they were working all the time. And me and my sister, you know, were figuring out what what it's like to be a kid in in the United States and figuring it out on our own a little bit. Um, and and there's just a great. Some phone ring in the middle of this interview. Someone's phone ring. Listen to this. Tell me it doesn't sound like literally someone has a landline from 1973 that rings in the middle of this interview. Just let's go back 30 seconds. Uh, what drove you into filmmaking specifically? Yeah. How do you persist in that, that world? Well, you know, I guess I grew up. Uh, the dumbest fucking question in the world. I wanted to make movies. What drove you into filmmaking? Is there like one singular moment where it defined? Yeah, I saw a movie and I was like, that ah, looks like a fun job. Yeah, I like people going to get coffee for me in the middle of the day. You know, uh, my parents were both Indian, and they're they're immigrants, and so they're you know really. <laughs> It'd be great if you they're both Indian, but from here, oddly enough, they uh, they're first generation uh, Indians. Their parents they ha- they took the seeds, shipped them over, impregnated white women like they like in utero, and then had them. By the way, I'm trying to get M. Night Shyamalan to do Something's Burning with Russell Peters. Russell Peters is in. Shout out to Knight. Hit me up. M. You know what the M stands for? No. Mid. Midnight Shyamalan. <laughs> know much about... It's a know. horrible joke. I, did I just lose him from Something's Burning? All right, <laughs> real quick. went on here, and so we were... It took us a few years to get a... There's a phone ring. There's a phone ring. It's coming up in 10 seconds. And like, everybody's Listen for presents. it. <laughs> Oh, I just no, they didn't. They really didn't know what was going on in there. And they were, you know, they're both doctors, and they were working all the time. And me and my sister, you know, were figuring out what what it's like to be a kid in in the United States and figuring it out on our own a little bit. Um, and and there's just a great a great feeling. A fucking landline from 1972. This is such a night thing to do. Is that all of a sudden there's some time travel conspiracy? <laughs> Let's start it right now. There's a time travel conspiracy in this. Night Shyamalan is a time traveler. I believe that. I genuinely believe that. Let's start. Let's start this clean so that we can get this, and you guys can clip this out, and and then and then we'll we'll see if we can get this to go viral. And this is all fake news. Okay, ready? Hey, Halston. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that shit. I really do believe M Night Shyamalan is a time traveler, and here's why. This is an interview from. 2018 April 2018 listen to this phone ring oh, god damn it I went back too far what if I'm oh, a time traveler there you know really didn't know much about you know anything that went on here and so we were it took us a few years to get a Christmas tree before you know a lot of tears and like everybody's getting presents <laughs> and so we, then we got a Christmas tree no it's so funny he says that I've just had this really overwhelming 
acknowledgement that um, children of immigrants in this country are just American. That's it. They're not. They have cultural uh, differences that they just in their household that are going to always be there. But they're just American kids. Yeah, they go to American school. Yeah, they're just fucking American kids who happen to be a little darker at times. Every time, I guess. It's not. I guess they don't get whiter than us. Well, I guess they do. From uh, But they're just... It doesn't get much whiter. It doesn't get much whiter. <laughs> um, there's not an albino race out there that's like, fuck. I don't know if I'm nervous. Anyway, anyway um, but that's the thing. Is like, Nice Shyamalan is just an American kid. He's an American dude, as much American as I am. Maybe I'm a little more, because you know, it's like my father, my grandfather fought in World War II. My father before him fought in World War. Grandfather before him, I think, fought in World War One. Like, you know, it's like... You know, maybe I guess I have a little more Americana of apple pie in our in our DNA. My grandfather moved to the first subdivision after World War II, uh, Levittown. My dad grew up in Levittown. So maybe there's a little more Americana in me. But I would say by far, we're probably more similar than we are alike in like our interests and what we know. So that, that, I don't know, I know that you're thinking, Jesus Christ, Bert, are you a fucking cop from the 1950s who's just realizing this? No, I'm just saying, I just have been noticing it a lot, that I don't notice skin color, uh, like when my daughters are on playdates, like there's there's no difference between an Asian kid and a, and a white kid, especially now, it's like, because, you know, most of the kids that are second or third generation that are Asian, so, God, what are you giving some fucking speech? I'm fucking exhausted. And that's what it is. I'm just out of it. My brain's not all there. And I'm sober. They really didn't know what was going on. And Time traveling. And Time were, traveling. You know, they're both are you ready? And they're working all the Bert, time. are you really doing a fucking entire bit about a phone ringing? By the way, those that probably sounds like any cell phone. I'm a fucking dickhead. Let's get out of this. Shut up. One more time. We'll just listen one more time. I am and me and my sister, you know, we're figuring out what, what it's like to be a kid in, in the United States and figuring it out on our own a little bit. Um, and, and there's just a great, a great. Why do I get fucking caught up on something silly like that? Chanel West Coast. Oh, listen to fucking, listen to how Italian Sebastian is when he starts talking to Jimmy Kimmel. When two Italians get together, they start really fucking Italianing it up. <laughs> it, listen to Jimmy Kimmel. Listen to Sebastian Maniscalco. My friend, by the way, not starting beef with anyone, but listen to how fucking Italian. Georgia was the other one. Georgia, Georgia saw Sebastian for the first time on, on my Instagram. And she goes, I'm sorry, what did he just say? I said, he's going to throw the first pitch out at the Cubs game. She goes, I, that's not what I heard. And I go, what? And she said, here, I'll pull up Sebastian saying it real quick because it's, uh, it's worth note. Georgia and Isla were over the moon about this. She was like, where is he from? I go, Chicago. You know, they don't get a lot of uh, accents in LA. You know, you do, but it's not. It's like someone who doesn't speak the language perfectly. But for someone who grew up in this country, whose parents grew up in this country, to who grew up like grew up in this country to have an accent, it really caught them off. Here we go. Where's, where is his? Oh fuck! Was it on his fucking Insta stories? I bet it was. Let's see. Okay, guys. Uh, we've added a second show at Madison Square Garden. Don't get me fucking started on this. You know, Sebastian moved 80,000 tickets. Wow. 80,000 tickets. He added a second show to Madison Square you know, I'm sorry. Garden. I'm sorry. Maybe, I, maybe I'll show you, I'll play this one for you. That was that was a couple weeks ago. Wait a minute. Is he Billy Joel? That's a couple weeks ago. Okay. Listen to this. 
Guys, unbelievable. It's just the steamroller keeps going. A fourth show added at Madison Square Garden. You got to get your tickets now. A fourth show? Yeah. It really may justifies it when your uh, agents don't call you back. And I'm sorry, I'm with Sebastian. He's added a fourth fucking show. Um, let's go to... You got to hear these two fucking goombas fucking... I hope that's not a hate word. It's fine. Joey Diaz says it. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> Joey Diaz isn't the litmus for whether or not something... <laughs> Listen to fucking Sebastian on... Jimmy Kimmel. Where is it? Jimmy, Jim and Sam are in contract negotiations. It's going well. They gave him an extension. Wanda Sykes uh, had people walk out of her making jokes about Trump. I always support any comic making any joke about anything. I don't understand why you'd walk out. Why Wanda Sykes audiences? Yeah, I know. That's cool. What? What? Well, you know what it is? It's uh, Wanda Sykes is a little old school in that she she was traditional media. And then she, when people did stand, sorry to stand up, I didn't think they were really aware of her uh, of her sense of oh, humor. So some people kind of see her as like Oprah more. Here we go. Here we go. Listen show. to these two. Listen to these two. Uh, listen to these two. And Jimmy, by the way, I don't know if Jimmy gets into it as much as Sebastian, but once two Italian guys get together, Jimmy Kimmel is Italian, by the way. I didn't. Yeah. I have to say, I'm, I don't think we've ever. I met think he's Italian. Will you look at that up? Because now this, this holds no sense. Because I, I thought it was two Italian guys getting together. He's Italian. Go fuck yourself. Finally meet you because I feel we have a lot of things in common. We do. Um, I saw you. I think at my pediatrician's office. Oh, that's oh, right. Really? No, they're not Italian. They just have the same pediatrician. My bad. This is. Uh, this goes nowhere. Is he Italian? Jimmy Kimmel? He is, yeah. Oh, okay. Let's get back into it. The waiting room. You don't go to an adult-sized doctor? <laughs> Sebastian fake laughing. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we share the same pediatrician, and I saw you there, and I'm not the type of guy to go up and go, hey. I love the way, I love the way Sebastian, it's almost mesmerizing. So I oh. just, I'm like, oh, hey, you must have my doctor. Oh, how about that? Yeah. yeah. I assume you have a child then. Yes. I do. Yes. Close, <laughs> close in age to your, uh, your son. Gotcha. And, okay. Uh, I got to tell the audience, this pediatrician that we got. Yeah. It's a lot different than the pediatrician I had growing up. In LA, you get a guy who, uh, this guy comes in a like full suit. He had cologne. <laughs> Listen to Jimmy Kimmel's like fucking loving Sebastian. This is two Italian guys getting along like they're fucking having some mozzarella. <laughs> Watch this. Just Jimmy Kimmel loves Sebastian. Shrekking my baby. I go, you got Izzy Miyake? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Izzy Miyake. But it's hilarious. It's like, you got Izzy Miyake on? And Jimmy is dying. So, uh, yeah, the guy's a beautiful man. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. He's like, yeah, you go like, are you sure? Because my doctor in Brooklyn was Dr. Filippo. He delivered my mother. He probably delivered my grandmother, too. I don't know. He was like 900 years old. And yeah. that was just the way. I don't even know if he's a pediatrician. I don't know what he was. Probably not. Probably but if not. we got sick, that's where we would go. Yes. You yeah. obviously are from an Italian-American family. And where food is very important. And I was surprised to Okay, learn- now watch. Once the two Italian guys start talking about food, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Look, that you at one time worked at the Olive Garden. Yeah. What did you, you were a waiter there. Yeah, I was a waiter there. Yeah, this is actually a really funny bit. Old, and my dad's from Sicily, old school. Right. Came here when he was 15. So I came home, I go, Dad, I got a job 
at the Olive Garden. He starts weeping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe it. Your grandmother had an Olive Garden, and now you're working at, a, at an Olive Garden? <laughs> I go, no, Dad, it's an Italian restaurant. And he's like, what? So he'd never been there before. And uh, he came in to visit me once. Uh -huh. And um, at the Olive Garden, if you've been, they got like a, uh, you sing a happy birthday song if somebody has a happy birthday. Well, I never learned this song. <laughs> so it was hard to get all uh, of the other gardeners together <laughs> to sing the song. So I had to go in a lot of times a cappella, and I just had a fake, you know, like, from the pasta we made to the lasagna we made. So. Jimmy Kimmel's <laughs> fucking loving Sebastian. Loving Sebastian. Like, I mean, I just, I've watched a lot of these late night shows. He is genuinely loving Sebastian. I wouldn't be shocked if he was like, hey, man, we should hang out. Oh, they're best friends now for sure. I guarantee they're best friends. Let's watch it. I, I, dude, I think Sebastian's hilarious. I'm going to watch a little bit more of this interview. Hey, Bert, do you just let, uh, do you just watch interviews on your, hey, Bert, are you talking in third person to yourself constantly? Yeah, on this show I do. No, I have not. I have not. So anyway, you were talking about the, just Italian families. And one of the things that I know you, you touched on is the evil eye. Yeah. Now, oh, this, this is, is something an interesting story. to my friends who are not Italian and even some who are, they don't understand yeah. what I'm talking about. But explain what it is. It's Molochio, right? Yeah, and Molochio. I was so excited not only to come on your show because I've been a fan of you for a while, but when I heard that you were privy to the evil eye. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait to talk to him. I wore a horn notes. to protect myself yeah. from the evil eye as a teenager. Jimmy Kimmel with that Italian horn, I need a picture. Yeah, so yeah. for those of you who don't know the evil eye, you could be given it by someone who's jealous of you, uh -huh. or they could compliment you and they're like, oh, you look great. What they're really doing is they're putting a curse. Right. <laughs> so, right? so now, you might have a different title, but in my family, if you got this evil eye, in order to find out if you have it, there's a little bowl with water. So, yep. Put That's a little right. olive oil in the bowl. This is real. Then they take the middle finger mm -hmm. and stir it three times. Mm -hmm. Now, if the oil and water go together, you got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got it. No, but you didn't see the hands. You got it. Fucking love Sebastian. All right, we're out. I want to see Jimmy Kimmel slam somebody. Ooh, ooh, the new, the new trailer. Oh, Chanel West Coast. I want to see the new trailer of the Connors. Let's see this. New trailer for the Connors. Here we go. First trailer for the Connors. Tuesday, October 16th. There's one thing on everyone's mind. There's no place for the corn holders. <laughs> no, that ain't it. What's next for the Connors? Help! We should talk about a game plan for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I say we follow the Connor tradition, spend every dime we have on Halloween, and then we have nothing to be thankful for or buy gifts with. The Connors premieres Tuesday, October 16th on ABC. Pass. Cat Williams said he's going to fuck up Kevin Hart because he lives in these streets. You see that? I smell a YouTube fight. Let's see it. Cat Williams. Fuck ass nigga. 
And I don't give a fuck how many crimps you pay, nigga. You gonna see me in real life, fuck boy. Because I know one of these motherfuckers on here report directly to you, nigga. Heartbreaker, you know what it is. I was just in the gym and I'm headed to Mayweather's. And I'm gonna knock your motherfucking mouth sideways, fuck boy. I ain't Stephen A. Smith. I'm really out in these motherfucking streets, my nigga. Fat peck having. Nobody concerned you keep going in cold, cold, freezing water with other niggas in their drawers. Everybody just saw the fact that you will do anything to sell a fucking movie, nigga. Fuck ass, nigga. And I don't give a fuck how many crimps you pay, nigga. You gonna see me in real life, fuck boy. Oh, I'm watching the same video. By the way, let's not forget that Cat Williams got beat up by a child. How let's did, not, yeah, right. Let's, not, let's, 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 just, let's just end this right now. Kevin Hart works out non-fucking-stop. He runs marathons. Cat just goes hard in the paint in private jets. Like, he just parties hard, and I don't think he's, like, cardio-ready for a legit fist fight. How did that start, by the way, that feud? Cat uh, Williams went on a show. We covered this. I definitely did. Cat Williams went on a show where that lit up that DJ. Oh, yeah. And he basically said that Tiffany Haddish didn't deserve to have a... Netflix special. Oh, and Kevin Hart defended Tiffany Addish. Yeah. By the way, Netflix Netflix specials aren't given to people based on their quality of. Con- and I'm not def- I'm not defending what Kat said about Tiffany or whatever. But and I'm not saying that Tiffany is not a great stand up. She's a fantastic stand up. But what I'm saying is, there's not. That's not why people get Netflix specials. They get them most often because they're famous. Because they'll draw eyes to the brand. And then all the other shows they have, like Ozark or my special, that, that is not. I'm not famous. People go fine, and then they enjoy the platform, and then they stay on the platform longer. That's why it has nothing to do with like Melanie Camacho is super talented, but it's just like not a lot of not a lot of white people know Melanie Camacho. That's all, and so. I think. I mean, I don't know. But I'm almost... No, I don't think. I fucking know. I don't know who Melanie Camacho is. I do because I'm a fan of comedy and she's really fucking funny. But Leanne doesn't know who she is. Uh, no one at my daughter's drop-off knows who Melanie Camacho is. I, I only know that because if I just brought up Melanie Camacho, everyone would be like, huh? But if you say Tiffany Haddish, everyone knows Tiffany Haddish. If Tiffany Haddish has a Netflix special, everyone's going to Netflix and renewing their subscription and they're going to make all their millions back. Kathy Griffin was on... Um, was on The Breakfast Club. I am a big Kathy Griffin fan, but it's funny. Uh, she has, she's a liberal, but she's not, I don't think she hangs out with black people a lot. So there's, I caught hints of like, you know what, I'm not going to do that to her. I like Kathy Griffin. I'm going to get out of this. Fuck that. Let's I don't do wanna... Chanel West Coast. Let's do Chanel. Yeah, let's get Chanel West Coast. Chanel West Coast. Definitely hangs out with black people. <laughs> Definitely. She was co-signed by Drake. Co-signed. Co-signed by Lil Wayne. She was co-signed. I love Chanel West Coast. Chanel West Coast versus Char- goes off on Charlemagne the God. Now listen, I I, I emphasize the God because I love Charlemagne. Charlemagne, any open invite anytime you want to be on my podcast. You're out in LA. You want to promote some shit. Promote your book. Charlemagne's got a book. Get, what's the name of the book? Do you, can you Google the name of Charlemagne the God's book? Uh, how to make money from white people. Oh, I, I know that that's probably not the name of it. But something white people. It's something, something white people. Charlemagne the God's book is? Black Privilege. That's it. My bad. 
the exact opposite. Anyway, here we go. Chanel West Coast. Apparently, Charlemagne the God had given... Charlemagne the God calls it like he sees it. I am not that guy. I, I kind of dance around the way I see it sometimes, and I go, you know what? I, maybe I don't see it right. I'm going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Charlemagne the God goes hard as fuck. He said that MJK, MJK won the Eminem roast battle thing where they wrapped up against each other. I didn't see it that way, but I don't think he likes Eminem. I think Charlemagne the God doesn't like Eminem. Mm, they had MJK on too. Yeah, here we go. This is Chanel West Coast. Because here we go. Here we go. Anytime someone's getting heated at you, you it's like you just keep answering, keep it straight, keep it straight. Nothing. Yeah, because I don't believe in like moving off emotion. I believe in moving off strategy. And like my only strategy is just to tell the truth. It's like whatever I said about you, I'm going to say to you. And I'm going to continue to say it to you regardless of how mad you, you get. But just you say something doesn't make it the truth. That's true. It's just my opinion. She's just saying say that because I said her, I told her she was whack rapping one time. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> okay, hold on. Chanel West Coast uh, shoes, boots are fucking legit. Chanel West Coast is a dime. Please say she's like 30 at least. Yeah, she's pretty young. No, I meant old enough to say that she's hot as fuck. Oh. Yeah, if she's like 20. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's not super young. She's, yeah, she's, I want her to be a little bit of a grown up. How old is she? Please say 37. Give me 39. 30. 30, we'll take it. Take it. Oh. That's all. Like, I, just come out of nowhere. I told oh. I'm just saying, though, you can have opinions. It doesn't mean they're right, though. Uh -oh. Where does she grow up, Chanel West Coast? Sounds like Compton. <laughs> She's definitely got a little bit of an accent. She is oh. right, though. It's just my opinion. Yeah, we're so, all entitled to opinions. That's all. Have y'all ever heard her rap? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for the people that said no. Well, no. That was shitty. That was shitty. That was shitty. On her show, Charlemagne's going after her. It's a little shitty, but at Charlemagne. is the same person who co-signed me. I've won a BET award with Young Money. I got songs with French Montana, YG, Ty Dolla Sign, Snoop Dogg. Mind you, I didn't Mind you, I know what she's going to say. Mind you, Snoop Dogg didn't like her and she won him over. Hold up, hold up. Mind you, I did a song with Snoop Dogg after getting into a verbal argument with him because he respected me so much after I spoke my mind to him. He still came back and did a song Why with me. Why are you talking with your hands, though? You don't know my musical track record, bro. You don't I know my musical track language. record. Sorry. Okay. I can't be funny today because he doesn't know my mother musical track record so get familiar get familiar and let the let the record show let the record show people always like to say wayne found nikki and drake but they always leave out little twist and tiger <laughs> okay you don't even know all the politics because you ain't even in the music industry you are so on the other hey, side hey, of the hey, music hey, industry unexpected turn oh unexpected turn okay never look never in my Life of doing 200. Hang on, we have a phone call. Hey, you're on the podcast. Go, Reg, for you. All right, let him know he's on the podcast. Okay, who's rich? Reg. Oh, Reg. Hey, Bert, we'll hit you up tomorrow. Okay. Oh, hey, I'm 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 gone tomorrow. You won't see me tomorrow. Oh, okay. Are you not on the phone? No, I'm on the phone right now. 
But are you not available for calls tomorrow? No, I'm flying all day tomorrow. Okay, got it. Hey, uh, call, call me in ten. Right call right. me in ten minutes. Got it. Okay. Back to Chanel West Coast. The episodes of the show. Did I have I ever been to a point where I had to reel it in? <laughs> I'm just completely unexpected. Chanel, I'm sorry that you're heated. It's okay. You, gonna... you know you know my struggle, so you know why I'm extra mad. You already know. Okay, my struggle? So, so you need I'm to gonna... more, Rob, so she don't struggle. Look. No. Look. Sorry, hey, I get paid hey, plenty. Hey, I struggle. Oh, that's you know that joke. Yeah, that's a dig. I that's heard. a her because she yeah. got in a fight with a bouncer, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Well, no, I, I think it's just, he's just kind of calling her like white trash. Oh no, I, I thought she got into a fight, fight with a bouncer and she was like, "Catch me outside." I don't know, maybe. You know about the 14-year-old girl who said, catch me outside, how about that, on Dr. Phil? Oh, maybe that's why I'm, yeah, sorry. For Charlemagne the gods. I'm pretty sure that was Chanel West Coast. Under fire. Okay, now, here's Chanel West Coast. Uh, This is a really fucking uncomfortable Chanel West Coast moment. At the club? No, no, there's so many. There's There's so many. There's a lot, yeah. There's so many. This one is where she flaunts her musical track record on Love and Hip Hop to a guy that she fucking blew off. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it out of Charlemagne. You are on. a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Generic resume she has. She's always talking about this track record. She's like the side chick who claims she's the main chick, but when you ask the guys about it that she claims to be with, they don't claim her like that. Now, last night on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, Chanel West Coast was trying to convince a producer named A1 to do something that no producer really wants to do, and that's record music with her. Last night, Chanel West Coast asked the producer A1 about helping her make some mayonnaise music. Yes, Chanel wanted to know if... Mayonnaise music? (laughs) The fuck is that? Is that his attempt at fucking hurting white people's feelings? I hope so. (laughs) Mayonnaise music? Do you know where the term cracker comes from? Because I just learned this. Yes, I do. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it comes from whip cracker. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of people too that were like, I thought it was just like, because people are plain, boring cracker, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Holy shit. One is interested in helping her provide a soundtrack for her unseasoned chicken breast. And A1 had to remind her that back in the day. Unseasoned chicken. These are a lot of white slams <laughs> right here. I love it. Mayonnaise music, unseasoned chicken breast. When I wanted to work with you, you played me. Oh, yes, we've heard this tale before. Back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot, they all on me. That's what happened with Chanel and A1 last night on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. Can we hear a bit of this, please? I rap and sing, and I really like your beats. So we should definitely link up. And just so you could get familiar, like, I was with Lil Wayne and Young Money. Like, I sat and played all my music for Lil Wayne, and I have songs with French Mo- Ooh, this makes me so uncomfortable. A white person trying to get black people to like them when black people are just making fun of you behind your back. And you don't have to do that when you're actually good. Yeah, and you don't have to... And by Or when you're rich. Like, she's... I mean, she's got to be making fucking money. Oh, she's a millionaire for sure. Yeah, like, just fucking do your own thing. Make Get your own DJ. I guess this is what happens when you have a publicist. Or like, we can get you on Love & Hip Hop. And if you're in... If you love the culture then you're like fuck yeah get me on love and hip-hop i love that show but this is uncomfortable the look on this black woman's face when she says this makes me so i feel 
<clears throat> as a white person, I empathize with Chanel West Coast because I've been around black people trying to like say something and hang out. And you can see they're just like, you're never going to be one of us. Please leave. <laughs> and you're just like, watch the looks on the faces. Anna Snoop, Be Real, Ty Dolla Sign, the list goes on. Oh, my, you know, I got a lot of my brothers. Yeah, you could ask them. I met you before. Um, I wasn't as hot. I was in a session with French Montana. You know, I'm like, yo, we should work. And um, you had your shades on. I don't know. You probably never looked at me, but I was trying to work with you. And um, <sighs> you played me. You know, I hope the best for you. I can't work with you. <laughs> Drop one of Clues Bombs for A1, damn it. Serve, right? <laughs> Serve tough. That's why you got to treat everyone with respect, because you never know who's going to be who, okay? Basically, A1 told the deli owner to hold the mayonnaise. Now, when the mayo that is Chanel West Coast <laughs> wasn't allowed on A1 sandwich. When she... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love mayonnaise music. To a tribe called Curve. Not only did she start running down her track record, it was interesting to see how she took me telling her that she was whack. I don't know if you don't like if you know my track record. <laughs> Charlemagne said it, right? Uh, no, I I had to tell him what it was. Charlemagne also has went at some of the biggest rappers in history. So oh in God, my opinion, I'm up, I'm up there with Kanye and Drake and everybody else. Oh. Oh. I don't like piling on Chanel West Coast. I like her, but this is uncomfortable as fuck. I remember some of her music. It's still stuck in my head. My cookie is so yummy. No, <laughs> that can't be real. I swear to God, I'm look gonna at give Chanel I'm gonna West give Coast cookie. Chanel West Coast alcoholic comes up first. Let's hit it. Oh, that's the name of a song. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I bet if you type in Bert Kreischer, that comes up too. Eat my cookie. Mm. Eat my cookie, yeah. Let's see. This has got 1.6 million views. I can't listen to that. No, but it's just it's bad audio. My All right. It's so yummy. My cookie is so yummy. Teenager gets in a fight. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. I got to go. Yeah, you do. Let's go to the State King. State King. Let's read some of these comments we got from the State King. Oh, man. This reminds me. Now, so if you don't know, last week we, Paul made, Paul Baldwin, aka the State King, made a steak porn and put it on his YouTube page. And I wanted you guys to go in detail about your steak porn fantasies that you've had with Paul. And so let's read a couple. These are in the comment sections. Oh, man. This reminds me of that one time I fucked a steak. <laughs> the video reminds me of the first time I getting a steak enema. What are the legal ramifications? If alcohol was involved, you may want to retain legal representation. Steak. I was 16 years old the first time I slid that juicy tender meat in my wanting gullet. I never had tried steak. It was new to me. And I was afraid of new things. It was a friend's birthday party. A friend of the family of my friend was hard at working work running the grill. I never seen anything like it. He asked me if I wanted to try his meat. His girlfriend wanted to watch. I replied, that I'd never tried it before, and they both laughed warm-heartedly and shared a wink. She told me I would never forget it. They said, they say, they say, me down, 
They say me down in the kitchen while party. They say me down in the kitchen. They laid me down in the kitchen while the party was went on outside. I won't lie. I was afraid. But part of me, my adventurous side, was anxious and excited. He presented the dark, girthy piece of meat before me. I told him it was too much, but, he, but she insisted if I just tried a little, I wouldn't be able to stop. The texture was so foreign to me. It was juicy, almost wet. I never had anything so soft in my mouth. I didn't rush. They were both watching. After the first taste, I smiled and simply moaned in response. She told me she knew exactly how I felt. I continued to fill my mouth with his tender, tasty meat, licking my lips. I looked up and told him how delicious it was. He didn't say a word. His body language urged me on. His girlfriend looked as if she was enjoying the experience just as much, if not more so than I. I plowed ahead until his meat was inside me, juicy, juice dribbling down my lips and gin. He offered me a napkin to clean off myself. His girlfriend patted me on the back and told me how happy she was that I enjoyed it. This That might have been my first steak. But it certainly wasn't my last. Hashtag man meat. Hashtag first time. Hashtag amateur. Hashtag steak king. Who the fuck wrote that? Who the fuck wrote that? Podcast fan. <laughs> Podcast underscore fan. You fucking killed it. Okay. Let's see if we can find. Um, once I managed to get a whole tomahawk steak stuck inside my anal cavity. <laughs> Straight to the point, huh? Trembling with both pleasure and flair, I slowly cooked that bad boy until you could cut it with a spoon. Oh, fuck. This reminds me of my first time during my teens where I was discovering my body and my sexuality. I'd yet to experience the intimate touch of a woman. I'd been masturbating for a few months and had wanked myself into a deep sleep numerous times, but I felt like there was something more to this. I was missing out on something, something satisfying. I was alone one Tuesday evening as my usual hormones went through my through the roof and the urge came over me. I tried and I tried to satisfy myself, but I couldn't finish the job. Out of frustration, I decided to stop and go make myself a sandwich. Upon opening the refrigerator, I saw a steak just sitting there and my disturbed teenage mind took over. I threw the steak in the microwave and warmed it off enough just to take the chill off. I took it upstairs and proceeded to beat my... This guy just fucking fucks the piece of meat. There's no nuance here. He's just fucking meat. I put it... I think this might be real. <laughs> this video made me go back to the days. I miss your color. Pink in the middle. Juicy, soft sort of acid. Remember me in the lips of an angel. All the real meat released with tender touch, making my mouth salivate, ready for the action. I love this video. It takes me back to that day, Steak King. This reminds me of the time in college when I ate my girlfriend's sis little sister's steak. <laughs> I was so hot and juicy with the prettiest pink center. I'm all hot and buttered up watching this steak. Watching your beautiful meat frolic in the, together in a warm bath with butter gives me such memories of the first time a steak entered my mouth. Steak King. Steak Nation. I came. Soaking in what you said from the steak king. Oh, fuck yeah. There's a lot of these. The first time I met steak was at a grocery store. I slowly strolled past her. I couldn't keep my eyes off her. She was looking at me and I was looking at her. We knew immediately what we had done. So I picked her up and drove her to my house. She never took her eyes off me. 
Once we got inside the house, I started pounding it. I pounded in the kitchen, I pounded in the backyard, and I pounded in the laundry room. The laundry room, I know, gross. Don't know why, but we did it anyways. Once I sprinkled the sauce on her, she knew I was spicing things up, so I pounded it some more. Threw her on the grill to light things up, and oh my god, the juices started flowing. Unforgettable how good she tasted that night. Most possibly the best night of my life, alone with steak. JP Frizzle. Lennon's underscore and underscore things. I was a vegetarian before my first foray into the sultry world that is the meat eater's life. It was a cold, hoary night. It was a cold, hoary winter night. Wind howling, snow battering the cabin doors, and inside the cabin, two fires burned. One fire within the hearth to keep us warm. The other, more carnal, within my heart. The slow-burning desire for steak. Long had, long had the desire to take a steak deep within my person. <laughs> Kept me up late at night. Long as I yearned for a Pittsburgh sear around the marble curved of a ribeye. On this night, my dreams were to be made manifest. And on this night, I would feel the warmth and comfort that only steak could provide. And thusly, with my sweet surrender, I finally did lose my V card. Vegetarian. <laughs> These are great. I like the long ones. As a child, I was confused by my father's love of steak. I remember being eight and my dad ceremoniously announcing to the family, we're having steak tonight, as if Abe Lincoln were coming over for dinner. My siblings and I would politely act excited as we watched TV. That's great, dad. I remember thinking, big deal. Why can't we just have McDonald's? To me, my father just had this weird thing with steak. I thought dad's obsession about steak was the way kids obsess about candy. Well, my dad did. I'd watch him trudge out behind our house in all types of weather to the propane grill after me or one of my brothers barely averted death by lighting it for him. He would happily take his most, his posts out there, chain smoking his Merit ultralight cigarettes and drinking his Johnny Walker black label scotch alone in the darkness of Northwest Indiana. He'd stare into the flame like it was an ancient oracle relaying a prophecy that solved the mysteries of life. Oh, what's this one? That was LVKE Wilson. I could do this all night long. Your meat looks so young and amazing. <laughs> Along the streets I was strolling when I saw a pretty light. A smell was closely followed by the most sultry smell that came to me. The light let me know I was safe to enter. It was clear to everyone that I there that I stood in an unfamiliar territory. <laughs> I chose from a picture of choices. There were plenty. But I easily sat on a lean little piece with a little bit of fat. As I waited, my juices got... As I waited, my juices got my necessary areas ready for pleasure that I was about to receive. I knew she was close to me, but without looking around, that distinct scent made my heart race. One in, once in front of me, I practically jumped straight in and once, and, and once my tongue... Well, gentlemen never tell. <laughs> These are fucking great. I love this. In the spring of 2013, the flowers to 
just begun to bloom. The grass was covered in a crisp morning dew. It was 60 degrees outside. A Saturday, I thought. Wow, I'm 18, and I can't think of anything to fill my virgin fantasies more than a thick, juicy steak. I know. Why would an 18-year-old virgin think of steak? Because I was fat, and I was looking to fill my steak hole. Here we are, 2018, and my steak fantasy has yet to be fulfilled. That is until Paul Baldwin became the leader of steak porn director, the leading steak porn director. My life has been the same since. I long for the meat, your meat, Paul. Thank you for everything. This is, go ahead. A few more videos like this, and I can cancel my YouPorn Hub premium subscription. I finished before the steak did. Dude, this is great. So, what's the next challenge? We got Paul's new video, and. It's just oh, steak and a little carrot. In celebration of the food that my the food that my food eats, that's okay. How do we get out of this? What do we do? What's the next challenge for the steak king? I think we should have him come up with it. Have him post a video. Tell people what he wants from them. I think that's a great idea. I think I think what we do is on this video that is just posted, that picture that he's just posted of a steak and a carrot, in celebration of the food that my food eats, tell Paul what you'd like to see in a video of him with steak. Your suge- best suggestion wins. Paul will read them, and he'll shoot that video. Okay? Yeah, that's a great idea. So I'll do it on my phone right now so that everyone knows. Oh, by the way, you got to check out... Uh, Brooks Whelan travels and such with Brooks Whelan and guests. Uh, it's a new all things comedy video and it's pretty good. Uh, I, I'm halfway through it and I've been giggling. It's really fun. All right, let's go to my Instagram and we'll go and people can hit up Paul. All right, guys, right now we're live. We are looking at the steak King on open tabs and the challenge is put out the video. You want to see Paul Baldwin, Paul underscore Baldwin is tag here, the video you'd like to see him make. And he'll pick the winner and then he'll make that video. Suggestions of that video. Okay, that, we just put that out there. Did that make sense? I'm not sure. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Discard. I got to get fuck out of here. I got to feed the girls. All right, guys. We are looking at Paul Baldwin right here. Paul underscore Baldwin, the state king. We need your suggestion of the video he will shoot. Get creative. Paul will fulfill the fantasy. What do you want to see Paul do with stakes in his next video? That was clear, right? Yeah. We'll tag Paul in this. My nose is running. This week on the podcast, it is... Bonnie McFarland. Bonnie McFarland. Paul underscore Baldwin. All right. That is it for the week in open tabs. I'm sorry I had a sniffly nose. Everyone have a great sober October. I'm getting on a cruise. Pray for my soul. Pray for Bert. I hope I, I don't think, I know I won't drink, but I need to work out. I need to work out hard. I got to win this. I want that belt. I want Joe to have to acknowledge my Mickey Mantle gene. Check out Joe's special secret time. Check out Joe's special strange times. Check out my special secret times. Check out Tommy's special disturbing. Is it disturbed? Disgraceful? Yeah. Fat? It was fat as fuck. And Ari's double uh, special, double negative. Everyone have a great week. Happy Sober October. God bless America.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.